something is wrong, and it's time to stand up. You are listening to the John Age Show. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust no one. You found it. You're here. You're headlong down the runaway train that is the Anomic Age. And I'm your host, John H. Thanks for being with us this evening in the wee hours of the AM. We're sitting at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time, proudly hailing from FEMA Region 4. Thanks for being with us, folks. If you've not already done so, check out anomicage.com. Share those links. Friends, family, loved ones, and enemies, of which there might be many. I don't know. Share those links, folks. Please share those links. Let me see if I can get this mess out of the way. Like all the likes, subscribe to all the subscriptions. You can get the free newsletter, the iPhone app, the Android app. And if you're so inclined, paypal.me forward slash anomicage, patreon.com forward slash anomicage as well. See if I can get some of this light off my face. There we go. Oh, folks, 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 nevertheless, here we are. Thanks again for being with us today. I am assured that you are not watching me on YouTube. You see, I got another another little naughty naughty from the Benevolent Love Organization at YouTube. They didn't like the Larry Pinkney interview, so they gave me again a second strike. I suppose, thankfully, it was not within the 90 days of the last second strike, so second strike it is, uh, not yet out of the game, so that's nice and positive. But uh, there we are, yeah, second strike for the Larry Pinkney interview. They pulled that one. They didn't like, uh, I suppose, what Larry and I had to say. I can't actually fathom what in the devil was wrong with that interview. It certainly didn't have anything all that inflammatory in there. If nothing else, it was quite positive. But, uh, you know, then again, they can't have anybody actually speaking out against any narrative that comes to mind. Uh, So there's that. If you'd like to see the Larry Pinkney interview in its entirety, I highly suggest checking out AnomicAge.com. Oh, man. Let me see here. I'm looking at something real quick. <clears throat> and I don't see it, so uh, never mind. Okay, so what are we going to get into this evening? Well, as it says on the information for tonight's show, we're going to get into a little smattering smattering of mainstream media hysteria on various topics. And then we'll get into this notion of a counterculture. And if its definition actually still meets the definition. So much to get into this evening. Uh, I guess the opening salvo would be Alex Jones being uh, proven guilty, I suppose, in the Banana Republic joke-level trial that he just went through in Austin, Texas. So, 
Uh, as of right now, he's got to pay over $4 million. Uh, some sort of settlement to the Sandy Hook families. Folks, I'm not even going to discuss what a complete steaming crock of baloney I think that is. Uh, well, I think the Sandy Hook event was. And as I said a moment ago, what I think the Banana Republic show trial joke is. Uh, they just, I suppose, wrapped up its initial um, mess today. I'm trying to keep things clean here. The mess today. So, I mean, the judge uh, wouldn't let him present any evidence, basically told the jury jury he was guilty the whole time. And uh, <laughs> in the in the coming proceedings tomorrow and in the coming days, he's not supposed to talk either. He can't say anything, I suppose, uh, to rebut anything or any counter evidence or anything like that. So, I mean, that's just what's up, folks. That's how it is here in Land of the Sheep, Home of the Slave. So please do not think for a second that you are living in anything more than a banana republic. So all this is, folks. All three branches of government are gone. They have been gone for a long time. So please don't think that this is some sort of new incarnation. It's not. All those people that deify and worship at the altar of Trump, yeah, it's been going on for a long time. Long time, folks. Long time. So there's that. What else we got? Let's pull up. Uh, let me see. Let's go news first, and then we'll go deeper into the depravity. Here we go. This is from CNBC. Melissa Ripko. This is August 4th, 2022. Walmart lays off corporate employees after slashing. Slashing forecast. You see, people, this whole charade is really coming down. Uh, Walmart confirmed Wednesday that it has begun to lay off corporate employees. The news comes about a week after the company slashed its profit outlook and warned that consumers had pulled back on discretionary spending due to inflation. Yeah, they finally stopped uh, the joke that is our economy, the joke that is Wall Street, the joke that is those artificially lowered interest rates, the artificially lowered precious metals rates, all that job, they're finally just saying, yeah, maybe not. <clears throat> In a statement to CNBC, the retail giant described the layoffs as a way to better position the company for a strong future. <laughs> Man, what a joke that is, huh? A strong future. Yeah, keep that in mind if you happen to be working at Walmart. Or I'd suppose more unfortunately if you happen to be shopping at Walmart. But I digress. Let's move on to numero dos. If you thought that wasn't enough, Amazon cut its staff by almost 100,000 in the June quarter. 
Uh, let's read more. Amazon.com reduced its workforce by nearly 100,000 people in June. In the June quarter, the company disclosed Thursday as part of its latest earnings report. This is a reduction of about 6%, by far the company's largest cut in a single quarter. I wonder, folks, I wonder what they could be moving towards hmm? in both of these corporations, but specifically Amazon. I wonder what they could be moving towards. Huh? Well, do you think it's the robots and the drones and the complete automation of the checkout lines in the aforementioned big box Walmart? Do you think so? I don't know. Could be part of that old great reset. So they're limiting the people that are in the workforce, which means they're going to be limiting the people that are getting a wage, which means they're going to be limiting the people that have purchasing power, the power of the dollar, you know. Yeah, which means only one thing. They're either going to keep inflating the dole, which is going to increase taxes or increase the monies that they magically pull out of their hats. Yeah. Or they're just going to let this all die. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was some uh, information that was scribed on. What was that called again? Uh, oh, yeah, the Georgia Guidestones that blew up mysteriously last month. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but wait, there's more. In the they want you dead category, let's peruse that a little bit, shall we? This is from U.S. News. Oh, excuse me. This is from HuffPost.com under the category U.S. News. Banana boat sunscreen spray recalled over cancer-causing chemical. What? Ben Blachett, July 31st, 2022. Check it out at Huffington Post. Sunscreen brand Banana Boat is pulling one of one of its products from shelves after an internal review found it had trace amounts of benzene, a chemical that can cause cancer. What? You mean sunscreen's not good for you? What are you talking about? the The enemy's the sun. The enemy's carbon. The enemy is you, you morons. You see, they want you dead. They want you dead. They want you dead. They want you dead, dead, dead. They want you, Grandma, Opie, Aunt B, Sheriff, Barn, and everybody dead. They want everybody you knew and everyone you will ever know. They want your progeny they want your spouse. They want you all dead. You see, folks, it's a big club, and you ain't in the club. I ain't in the club. Nobody you probably knows in the club. They want you dead. There's a reason why there's carcinogens in sunscreen, in the food, in the water. There's sterilants in everything. There's chemicals to dumb you down in virtually everything. Feminizing hormones. Oh, yeah, the atrazine. And they're still selling Roundup, you know? Huh. Well, that's funny, isn't it? 
Well, not really, but uh, that's just the way it is. An old Bruce Hornsby in the rain song. Some things will never change. They shan't change, folks, as long as everybody keeps pretending that life is a spectator sport and sitting around wringing their hands or even worse, sitting around watching their favorite movies, eating the GMO, and pretending it's all all right. That old John Lennon song, just watching the wheels go round as we collectively... Sit and watch the wheels go round. Yeah. As we collectively watch the wheels go round. We're metaphorically digging our own graves with apathy, with inaction, with laziness, with the pathetic, slave-like servitude mentality. Was it old, uh, Old Aldous Huxley quote from Brave New World and then also his final Berkeley speech in 63. We've got to convince them to love their servitude. Just take your soma in whatever form or faction it is provided. Go back to sleep and love your servitude. Old Dead Kennedys have a few more drinks. A little bit more Kool-Aid, little MSG. Turn on those Dallas Cowboys on your TV. Lock your doors and close your mind. It's time for the two-minute warning. <laughs> it's way past the two-minute warning, folks. It's it's pretty much game over here. It's It's really for real. Game over here, folks. But wait, there's more. Let's see a little bit more. From the New York Times, a taste for cannibalism, question mark. A pate of recent stomach-churning books, TV shows, and films suggest we've never looked so delicious to one another. Here we go again, folks. This is from, um, let me see, what's the date on this joker? I believe it was just this past week, huh? Oh, come on. I had the date right there. I'm mistaken. July 23rd, 2022. Alex Beggs, New York Times. New York City? Well, the New York Times, anyway. (laughs) So that's what they want to convince you of, folks. That's why it's a full court press. And as they say in the article here... TV shows, books, and films. That's what they'd have you believe. That's the predictive programming. That's the Tavistock Institute, CIA-funded. Just accept it. Accept your fate. Dig that hole, hat in hand, and wait for the bullets. Wait for that old P-38 to splash through your brain stem. Render you dead. And befall you in the pit next to your friends and family. They want to convince you to love cannibalism just as they've convinced you to hate yourself. Just as they've convinced you that you're a victim. 
just as they've convinced you that you're the root of all evil. You scary white Christian heterosexual males, you! You're the root of all evil. <laughs> Or are you? <clears throat> so there's all that fun that we could just keep、uh, dribbling over. Or we could just move on to something else. So there's so much more to cover. Let's see what else we got here, folks. Can't decide what direction to take this one. Whether we need to go. Let's go to the film. Let's go to the film. Let's go to the film, 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 and we will digest it together. As they would have you digest your friends, family, and、uh, loved ones and enemies, I guess, under this new. Build back better cannibalism thing. You see, if bugs aren't enough, they want you to even further lower your moral fabric and have you eating each other. All right, let's watch this video. It's particularly disgusting, but let's delve into it anyway, huh? Hit it! Prime Minister of New Zealand, and we love you, New Zealanders. That yeah, we love the people in New York and Seattle. And there, he is, there she is, and、um, she、uh, has allowed the most. Hold on, let's start this over again because this thing, this thing has dreadfully low volume, and I'm not going to deal with that. Prime Minister of New Zealand, and we love you, New Zealanders. That yeah, we love the people in New York and Seattle. And there, he is, there she is, and、um, she. Uh, has allowed the most extreme abortion law in the world. Jacinda Ardern. This is the、Arden. Prime Minister of New Zealand. Abortions will now be available on demand for any reason, up to birth. Sex selective abortions will be legalized, meaning if you find out you have a boy and you want a girl, you can abort the baby. If you're having a、Ridiculous. girl and you want a boy. You can abort the baby. It's murder. The current 20-week limit for disability selective abortion will be scrapped, and abortion will be available up to birth for disabilities, including a cleft lip, a club foot, and Down syndrome. There will be no requirement that a doctor be involved with providing an abortion. How insane! How many women are going to die from that? There will be no legal requirement that babies born. Alive after a failed abortion will be given medical support. There will be no legal requirement that pain relief be given to babies being aborted between 20 weeks and birth. And they can feel pain at that time. There will be no legal restrictions on controversial methods of abortion, such as intact dilation and extraction abortions, also known as partial birth abortion. That's when You allow a baby to be partially born, and then you kill it, and then a, and you do that for the harvesting of the parts. Well, folks, I apologize if the volume was a little low on that one. So that's the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Well, that wasn't her talking; that was someone going over the deplorable, disgusting filth that they're、uh, going to allow now in New Zealand. So we got、uh, partial birth abortions.、Um, Abortions for the wrong sex. If you say, "Oh, well, it's a boy," hell, I don't want that. I want a girl. Let's just abort and start over again. Club foot, cleft palate, just、uh, wide open there. No sort of pain relief for this child that they're about to abort via a partial birth, birth, or a, a 
in essence, post-birth abortions here. Nah, we don't need none of that. I mean, the sick depravity that we're talking about here, people, is really almost... I always come to this juncture where I, I want to say it's unbelievable, but then again, I realize the, the death cult, just dregs of society filth that we as humans have allowed to control us, to govern us, if you will. So it's really not surprising. I suppose it becomes surprising the more and more you see this kind of low-class trash uh, raise its ugly head. But really, it is not surprising. Really, it's just par for the course when it comes right down to it. It is par for the course, folks. But it's really just so much of this is out of sight, out of mind. That's what's so disgusting. So we don't live in New Zealand, most likely. If you're listening to this show in New Zealand, I'm not talking to you. But for the vast majority of us, we don't live in New Zealand. We just want to play make-believe and pretend this isn't going on. I mean, the irony is many conservatives or people that identify as conservatives, they are, they want to come down on these brain-dead troglodyte morons that uh, that identify as a giraffe and identify as a woman when they're a man and identify as a baby or whatever the, the newest nomenclature for idiot is. And I've seen these memes where that's just another word for make-believe. Well, the irony is those that pretend to be right of, of Mao are playing a different type of make-believe because they apparently pretend and play make-believe and identify as, uh, as if these things aren't going on. Identify as if we have states here in the United States that have basically the same laws. The same laws that were just gone over the laws that were put in at the behest of the Prime Minister of New Zealand. So we want to play make-believe and at the same time criticize those that play make-believe. It's that uh, that cognitive dissonance. We can't seem to grasp it, apparently. So there's that. But wait, there's more. Let me see if I can pull this one up because I know... It's not the one I want to see, is it? Let's see this one. Well, I take that back. I don't want to see this one, but uh, I feel compelled to cover it. A bar in North Carolina held a drag show concert called Kinky Boots, where children dressed in drag and performed with drag queens. Kinky boots, baby. It's opening night. Congratulations to the cast, band, and crew of the CTL, I believe, CTL regional premiere of Kinky Boots. Prime Minister of New Zealand. I should have tried to cover up the faces that have children on screen. There she is. But that's where we're at, folks. I mean, that's where we're at. I apologize in my in my disgust to to try to get that off the screen. I hit the wrong button because it really is disgusting, people. I don't. This isn't an act when I come up here and 
am outraged and disgusted and can't really look at nor go over this stuff. I do feel bad. I should have gone over this material and just blacked out the, the people on the screen there. It looks to me like three children at this uh, Kinky Boots show in North Carolina. Again, I say the formerly great state of North Carolina because we are formerly great. We sure are not great anymore because we're allowing this kind of low-class filth to go on. We're allowing the infiltration fully of innocent children. We sit by, myself included because I'm sitting here at the microphone. We sit by, stand by, and otherwise just uh, watch the wheels go round, don't we? We look at it, we think, oh, that's not in our county, that's not in our town, that's not in our state, that's not in our country. We can't do anything about those crazy people in North Carolina, just like we can't do anything about those crazy people in New Zealand, in New York, in California, in the litany of other states. Ah, Texas? That's you too, Big T. That this kind of nonsense is going on. It's disgusting on every level. Make no mistake about it, folks. It's reprehensible. It's it's reprehensible that we've allowed this to go on. Because it is the murder of innocence. It is the metaphorical murder of children. It's the literal murder of children. We're talking about the abortion that's still going on. Yeah. Still going on, people. This said stopped. It's kind of like when Trump got elected. Everybody just fell asleep and got stuck on stupid. Everybody got that quote-unquote reversal of Roe versus Wade, and we think somehow magically they stopped murdering children across the country with taxpayer dollars on demand at the behest Of these uh, satanic death cult members, really. I mean, that's what's up. I got one more for you. What we got? One more for you. This one. I'm going to pull this one up. Because I know somebody out there is saying that we need to be as gentle as a lamb and just sit back. And they're missing the boat, folks. Those of us that are Christians out there, we're supposed to be warriors for Christ. We're supposed to be warriors defending the innocent. We are supposed to be warriors protecting the most innocent, the most helpless around us. But nine times out of ten, the World Council of Churches that you're probably attending isn't giving you any of this information. They're giving you the lip services. It's all all right. Just wear your mask shackle. Just get your vaccine. Just get on with it. Get along, little jockey. Just go along to get along. They're not going to tell you anything I just covered. They're not going to tell you anything even remotely real. They're going to give you this cock and bull story about refugees. They're going to give you this cock and bull story about the Ukraine. They're going to give you this cock and bull story, that and the other. To legitimize, standardize, and further codify the industry that the global satanic death cult 
has produced. The industry of murdering children, literally, the industry of murdering the innocence of children, metaphorically. And the industry of destroying America. Because that's what this all boils down to. We were the biggest dog in the yard for a long time. I don't think we are anymore. But uh, then again, I think they want us to think that we're not anymore. They want us to believe that we are not virtuous. They want us to believe that we are no longer the America that we once knew. Or the America that at least we believed to have existed, whether or not it ever did or not. I've said this many times. Perception is reality. Vastly. There's a lot to that. You have to believe in something for it to actually exist. Look at sports psychologists will tell you that eight days a week and twice on Sunday. You can go out there and hit the shot, hit the shot, and hit the shot. But unless you believe you can hit the shot, unless you believe you're going to win, unless you believe that you are actually going to defeat the opponent, the individual, the team, what have you, you're not going to do it. So much of winning is just the mentality of a winner and just showing up. you got to have skill, true, but you've also got to believe that you're going to win and you got to show up. Look at the landscape, the, the landscape of the people here in the United States and abroad, and I don't know if anybody believes – that we're going to defeat this scum. I don't know if anybody believes that we are in fact better than these global satanic death cult members. And I darn sure don't think there's a lot of people actually showing up. See, those are some key principles right there. You have to actually show up. You've got to believe that you can defeat the enemy. And then, of course, you've got to actually put skin in the game. Cleats on the field, sneakers on the field, what have you. you got to actually do it. Can't just talk it. you got to walk it, folks. got to walk it and talk it. And you got to believe it. That's another key element they've destroyed and taken out of this whole game is that uh, element of belief, that element of faith. You see, by destroying Christendom, yeah, one of those tenets of the Communist Manifesto. So by destroying that, they've destroyed the faith. They've destroyed the belief. They've destroyed the heart and soul of the lion. So without the heart and soul of the lion, it's not much, is it? Just a cowardly carcass. So are we the cowardly carcass, America? I don't know. I suppose that remains to be seen. We've allowed ourselves to get punked for over a year and a half now, almost three years by this uh, psychological operation. We've allowed a president to be removed from office through a fraudulent election. We've allowed Alex Jones to lose another $4 million because of a kangaroo court system. 
and we've allowed countless people to get censored, payment platforms removed, and to be harassed by the illegitimate, unconstitutional IRS. That's just a little smattering highlight reel there for you folks. So when I see the weak-minded and the undoubtedly weak pushing this kumbaya, don't judge anybody, let's just go along to get along, let's not make much of a ruckus, let's just uh, be good little Christians and sit back placidly and compliantly. See, that's antithetical to the way I think. I think you've got to separate wheat from shaft. I think you've got to do some serious judgment. I think you've got to excommunicate yourself and extract yourself from whatever morass of filth and or people that you happen to be in. Let's pull this up, folks. God's guy posted this and I love it love it God's guy let's check it out let's see here folks let's go a little little zoom in in case you can't see this because I want you to see every stinking word of it judging other people we got Matthew 7 1 through 6 teach us how to judge John 7 24 commands us to judge 1 Corinthians 2, 15-16, judging is the character of being spiritual. What? 1 Corinthians 5, 12-13, we are to judge those in the temple. In the current parlance, that would be your churches. Those lovey 501c3 big box churches, you know the ones. Everyone in between. First Corinthians 14, 29. We we are to judge preaching. What? Yeah, exactly, people. That means if your pastor ain't up to snuff, well, you need to. You need to do some judgment there, folks. Second Corinthians eleven four. We are to judge doctrines and teaching. What? Was that some sort of newsflash for you? Did you miss that? Or are you still just living under that, that delusion of uh, we shouldn't judge anybody? Only God can judge us. That's it. We're not supposed to judge anybody. We're just supposed to sit back, relax. Have a good time. It's a social club, right? First John 2, 18 through 20. We are to judge false brethren. Yeah, people, if it don't pass the smell test to you, then that's probably your discernment knocking on the door saying... Uh, yeah, this uh, this person's full of prunes. This is a Jim and Tammy Faye Baker 2.0 here. This is a bunch of hogwash. 
we should probably move along, you know? Ephesians 5.11. We are to judge the deeds and workers of darkness. Let me put it up for you. I'm sorry. I, had it, I pulled it off the screen for him. We're to judge the deeds and workers of darkness. Well, there's so many of workers of darkness out there, it's it's kind of hard to narrow the scope so you can do some proper judgment. But if you're finding any difficulty in finding doers or, excuse me, workers of darkness, just let me know. I'll point you in that direction. Matthew seven fifteen through 16. We are to judge false teachers. Well, if your child is in public school, uh, they are undoubtedly coming into direct contact with false teachers. 1 Corinthians 6, 2. One day, the set-apart will judge the world. One day, the set-apart will judge the world. You see, we are called to set ourselves apart, folks. We live under this, uh, I would say, grand delusion put forth by man, not God. This grand illusion that we're not supposed to judge anybody. We're supposed to just waller and play within the dregs of society and somehow pick up a turd by the cleaned in. Somehow, we're going to put ourselves... In harm's way, we're going to put ourselves in direct contact with scum, with all sorts of filth, and somehow we are going to rub our virtue off on them. They, no, they would never taint us and bring us over to the dark side. No, 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 no. Never, 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 right? Even though that's just completely antithetical to reality, to everything that we know anecdotally and also factually to be true. You see, if there is a moldy strawberry in the box there, if you don't take it out and throw it in the trash, it's going to make the entirety of the box molded. Just facts here, folks. In much the same way, if you put your lovely little Christian daughter or son around scum and sit there, hope and pray and wring your hands that that beautiful entity of light that you brought into this world is somehow going to stay pure, innocent, and clean. You are delusional. Delusional and insane. Crazy as an outhouse rat, to borrow a very southern parlance. But that's the sort of delusion that the vast majority of us seems to be living under. We seem to want to be in the world and of the world. We seem to believe somehow that we can just just play in the sewer and somehow just pop right out of the manhole and just be fine. We're just going to pop ourselves right out of this manhole cover, crawl out of that gutter next to the to the edge of the road there, and we're just going to smell and look as pristine as the new fallen snow, and it's just as sweet smelling as a rose. Somehow we believe that delusional bull. 
it's really sick that people think that, but I mean, if you really just look around, do a little talking, that is the mentality of the public. And I would propose a quite different avenue. I've said this on this show many times before, and I'll ring that bell again. People, we got to separate ourselves from the scum. We have to identify the enemy, identify those those that have been possessed or otherwise taken over by the great deceiver, and we can pray for them and hope and do our best to bring them over to the side of light and goodness. But at some point, we've got to reconcile the facts. We've got to put down the cognitive dissonance, and we got to come to that grand conclusion that, hey, there's only one person, or person in the form of Jesus Christ, entity, the Lord our God, spirit, the Holy Spirit, only one divine trinity, if you will, that can bring back a vast majority of these people from the darkness that envelops them and their soul. I am here to tell you I am not that person. I'm not that entity. I'm not that guy. So we can pray for these people, but at the same time, we have to distance ourselves from the filth. Because, yea, as we look into the abyss... We don't change the abyss. The abyss changes us. Just the facts, people. The cold, hard facts as they might be portrayed or seen in the eyes of the viewer and the or listener of this show. Which brings us to the counterculture element, which is the title of the show. Counterculture. Because most people, when they hear that, they think they think counterculture, and they think of uh, some sort of hot topic incarnation, or at least in the modern parlance, they probably think of that. But I'll read you what it really means. Here, I'll give you this one from Encyclopedia of Sociology. It's an oldie but a goodie. I can't recall how old this joker is. I think it's in the 70s old, if I'm not mistaken. It doesn't really matter, but it doesn't. 1974. Here we go. There's a great dictionary that gives you some really nice definitions. Counterculture, a term used since the mid-1960s to describe a specific form of youth culture whose members reject key norms and values of the prevailing culture in favor of a more hedonistic lifestyle. So that's their definition of a counterculture. And I would suggest, however, that it really does extend quite beyond that. I think that it really does extend into just being against the prevailing culture. I don't think it really necessarily means that you've got to lean into hedonism and just devour this hedonistic, satanic lifestyle with all its debauchery. I don't think it really means that at all. I think it's just saying, 
to not conform. Let me give you conformity from page 55. The adherence of individuals to the normative behaviors and standards of the groups to which they belong. Well, folks, what if you don't belong? You see, what if that's prevailing hegemonic culture has been infiltrated multi-generationally by satanic death cult members whose aim and expressed goal is to destroy Christendom, to whittle away any sanctity and structure of normality that has ever existed within the prevailing culture. That would be interweaving the LGBT, LMNOP, minor attracted persons into the mainstream, convincing the public that murdering children is health care, convincing the average schmo through the indoctrination of the television, radio, streaming services, and of course social media, that uh, it's an old fuddy-duddy characteristic to actually behave in any sort of practical, normative fashion and adhere to any semblance of standards set forth by Christendom, set forth by conservatism. And what would those standards and norms be? Well, that would be, of course, anti-slavery. That would be the unification of all people. That would be men, women, children living together as one family unit. But, of course, all that has been illegitimized while simultaneously legitimizing Single-parent homes, the destruction of the family, the infiltration of all institutions, the destruction of the family through drugs, through alcohol, through the further normalization of promiscuity, that hedonism that they were just discussing there in the definition of countercultural movement. You see, all that has become the norm. So we live in an in an era of, of flux, which brings us to the anomy or the anomic age that we live in, the prevailing system of destruction, the anomic age. In sociology, anomy is a social condition defined by an uprooting or breakdown of any moral values, standards, or guidance for individuals to follow. Did I call it or did I call it, folks? Anime is believed to possibly evolve from conflict of belief systems and causes breakdown of social bonds between the individuals and the community. Again, did I call it or did I call it? I think I did. That's anomy. That is the anomic age. Anomic age. You see, thanks to the hegemonic culture being now controlled by those fleeting lowest percentage on the chart individuals, 
the abnormal has been passed off as normal. So the normative culture is in fact abnormal. The conflict between the individual and the community. The breakdown of norms, values, and standards of guidance. All that is our current society. So I would postulate that in fact a countercultural revolution is exactly what we need. Because counterculture doesn't mean what counterculture really means anymore. Just as they've uh, weaponized the language and convinced people that sex is the same thing as gender and gender is the same thing as sex, you can lop off and staple on whatever you want to be and be whatever you want to be. And it's perfectly normal to drag your children to hell, a.k.a. drag Queen Story Hour, or down to the local gay club to see a bunch of trannies prancing around. And indoctrinating your children. So just in the sense that all that is normal, I'm calling for a absolute countercultural revolution. A countercultural revolution meaning peaceably, calmly if you can, and certainly nonviolently, resisting the prevailing culture of filth and scum, drawing hard and fast lines in the sand to which we shall never cross. That's what we need, folks. And that's what I'm calling for us all to do, peacefully, nonviolently, through civil disobedience. Identify the scum, distance yourselves from it, and make darn sure that you are part of the new counterculture that resists the antithesis of life, that resists the global satanic death cult, their minions, and all of their incarnations. That's what we need here, folks. That's all for now. You can't do everything, but you can do something. Be safe out there, and I'll be seeing you sooner than later in the anomic age. Thank you for listening to The Anomic Age, a John Age project. For past shows, further info, and to comment, go to anomicage.com. That's A N O M I C A G E.com. Till next time, thank you for listening to The Anomic Age. I'm going to go to the next one.